Now, broadcasting on StarWorldWideNetworks.com. It's time for Dr. Rademacher's Prescription for Transformation. Let's tap into your own authentic genius and live the life you desire. Join Dr. Rademacher for an enlightened conversation about our brain intelligence, our body intelligence, and our energy intelligence. And now, here's your host, Dr. Bart Rademacher. I'm Dr. Bart Rademacher, and this is Prescription for Your Transformation. Real people, real conversations, and real success. Bring to you insights from all over the world from this incredible group of individuals who are seeking to improve their own lives in order so that they can help you improve yours. And so I'm delighted to be introducing to you today an awesome human being that I've known for quite some time that really has this this beautiful concept of inspiring you to be more conscious as a consumer. And so for today, we're going to have uh, a, a series of talks. In fact, three, three talks that, that we will be sharing with you uh, each of the next uh, three weeks about three incredible topics. And the first one is how we actually create our own realities and how we need to take ownership of them. So I want to welcome Becky Rue, thank you so much for joining me today. Oh, thank you for having me. I'm really excited to just have this conversation. So you and I have been talking for quite a bit now and some really inspiring and insightful topics about what it is that we can actually do to enhance our own lives. And, and you have a special product that we're going to be talking about later on in this series. But what, what is your perspective? I mean, what is it that you like people to know about taking ownership and how we actually create those realities for ourselves. Well, I think that um, what it really comes down to for me and where it came from for me was living the, the kind of culturally ex- accepted um, what we're taught, right? Um, and our society is you do all the things and you get the job and you buy all the things and you create a family and you create a life and you follow this script, script right? And um, it was such a, uh, it was a difficult place for me to be. I never felt really, really aligned. I did all the things, um, spent a lot of years doing that. And probably close to 10 years ago, I just had an opportunity to veer left. (laughs) I just took a detour and really, really followed my intuition and started my own health coaching business and Um, really have kind of been living a life that has felt so divinely led and so connected, Um, really hard sometimes, but incredibly beautiful and so rewarding and so freeing that I've just really become super passionate about sharing that other path, whatever that path looks like, and knowing that we can really create whatever it is that we vision for ourselves. And we don't have to stay within the confines of our cultural norms and expectations. You know, it's interesting you say that because, you know, the journey that I often share with people is this, is that I grew up in five different countries and speak uh, um, four different languages. And so I was exposed until my uh, early uh, 20s, all these different you know environments. And so I was blessed. I was going all over the world and having all this fun only to do exactly what you said you were doing. And, and going into this, this narrow channel of, you know, 
cultural obligations and ways you need to show up. You need to do this. You need to do that in order for you to get X. And so I stayed in this narrow channel for a very long time. Admittedly, I mean, becoming a doctor took a long time. (laughs) So it's not exactly you can do a lot of other things while she's doing that. But needless to say, you know, I got stuck in this place. And but I was fortunate that I had that experience beforehand. But you're so right. So many people out there, they get stuck in this sort of narrow channel or this rut of life because that's all they've been taught and told what to do. So what you're basically telling us is that we can create our own reality and it's up to us to do that. And we've got to accept where we are. Absolutely. And and the thing that I've seen across the board is all of us have these inner nudgings. We have this inner wisdom and this knowing of the direction that we feel called to, we feel compelled to, to learn more about. And that to me is our soul truth. And, you know, the more I can tap into my own soul truth for myself and work with other people and surround myself with other people who are doing that same kind of work, the further down the path I get, the more excited I get, and the more people I'm seeing kind of coming into this different uh, kind of higher level of consciousness of understanding what we're capable of. And I feel like we're just at the tip of the iceberg to really understand what we can create um, just by simply visioning it and getting clear about it. You know, it's funny because, you know, as you're talking, I'm thinking, well, in this world today, there's so much opportunity. I mean, you could just literally be in the middle of the desert have a phone and and create your own business. So no, there's been no such time ever before where we have to recognize that we have to take ownership for where we find ourselves right now. I mean, all of us have made all the decisions throughout our life to this very, very moment. So as I like to put it and with tongue in cheek, you know, it's your fault you're listening to us right now, right? (laughs) So my question for you then, is, you know, what happened? You know, what was your life before you had this epiphany? And what actually woke you up? Yeah, it's really interesting. I actually, um, you know, I was a single mom. I was married. I was in corporate America. So um, I did all of the things kind of as I was supposed to in order, kind of. I mean, my mom would disagree, but <laughs> but I did did all of the things. I had a big corporate gig in marketing and advertising was my background. And um, I did that for 10, 15 years, 15 years probably. And um, it was literally just a twist of fate. The company that I was working for shut their doors in the state that I was working in and offered me to move up to um, their corporate headquarters, which was somewhere else. And I was really, really not happy in the job. And I knew I had not been happy in the job for a long time. I was also a caregiver for my severely mentally ill father um, during that time. And he had just passed um, when the company closed. And it was felt like this divine opening to me. You know, they gave me the opportunity to either move or take a little bit of a package. And I had been doing a health coaching training with Institute for Integrative Nutrition with the intention. I've always been drawn to holistic healing. I've always um, really, really enjoyed food and yoga and meditation and um, have kind of moved in and out of a lot of uh, different phases of my life. But I really became passionate. I started to understand that the depression and anxiety that I was struggling with 
was directly linked to my day-to-day life. And, um, you know, as I got further and further into my holistic healing training and decided I really wanted to teach other people how to, to take ownership the way that I was learning to. So empowering and it's so freeing. And so I just took the leap. Um, I really, really did. I spent a few days literally just asking for guidance, um, you know, and the courage to walk. I knew the path was ahead of me. I knew it, I knew where I was going. I just was really scared. <laughs> um, so I spent a couple of days just asking for the courage and then made the decision to not take the job and uh, start my own business as a single mom. It was really, really scary. I didn't have a lot of cushion. Um, but I think also speaking to this, my dad's death had a lot to do with it as well. You know, it's, um, it's, there's nothing like watching someone past that really, really affirms our time on this earth is limited and it's precious. And I felt like I was wasting my days. I felt like I was wasting my energy. I felt like I was wasting my passion and my talent and um, really what I was put on this earth to do. And so once I made that decision, you know, I think really understanding taking every day um, in gratitude and just feeling, I feel, I felt honored to be able to do it. Um, and really passionate and excited to be able to do it. So I started started that and it's just been this really incredible path. You know, <clears throat> we don't always know where it's going to lead us. <laughs> and um, there have been a lot of detours around the way. But I can say now I am for the last year and a half have been living in a place that I've wanted to live for over 20 years um, and sold almost all of my possessions and I'm living in a little island in the Caribbean in this beautiful house and um, get to wake up to the those Caribbean blues every morning. And I will tell you, there's nothing that makes me more um, grateful for the path that I've chosen. You know, what I hear you say, um, Becky, is actually this, is that what you were in a place in corporate America and already felt some dissonance. You felt some something inside of you and rumbling inside of you that said to you, look, this, this is not where I want to be any longer. Perhaps it was in the beginning. Perhaps that's all that you knew and were comfortable to do or led to do or guided to do or, or told to do, if you will. Right. I can, I can imagine how our parents and our mentors and society guides us in a certain direction and, and kind of decides, you know, what our destiny really is, only to find out later on that that's not what we really want ourselves. Absolutely. So with that rumbling, the opportunity showed up and said, great, you know, you can do something else. But there must have been something inside of you that says, look, you know, I've got to step out of my comfort zone. You know, I got to take a chance. I got to take a risk. And here you are as a single mom with a child. I mean, that risk is even bigger, requiring a lot more courage. So clearly you created your reality. You took ownership. But what was that like? What would you tell yourself now? I mean, let me rephrase that. What would you tell, what would you now tell yourself in the past? You know, what does it take to be successful so that you can have that space on an island. 
Yeah. Yeah. It was, um, there's no question. I felt like I had to put on a costume every day to go out into the world. Right. And what I, when I made that decision for real, it was because I knew that every time I stepped out into the world and felt like I had to put a face on a masquerade, right. A mask of some sort to play the roles. I knew it was slowly killing me inside. I mean, really there was nothing. And so I would tell myself then go explore, honor your truths. Your intuition will not lead you astray and stay connected to spirit you know, continuously ask for guidance and courage and know that you're always, will always be divinely led and protected and provided for in exactly the way you need to be. So it doesn't mean sunshine and butterflies and rainbows and unicorns every day, for sure, you know, but um, I wish that everyone had the opportunity or would take the opportunity to step out. I mean, that to me is what this is all about is really calling in our gifts as a collective and us working together in a totally different way than we have in the past. And I recognize that there are so many who have gone before me that inspired me and gave me the courage to do the same. And um, it was their voices and it was their past and the sharing of their stories that consistently gave me that reminder that this was a choice. Every day was a choice. And to me, um, that's really a huge part of what the work I do in the world today is, is really just staying on my own path and continuing to explore my own path and continuing to create whatever my next reality is, right? Because, you know, I got to one reality that I had visioned, you know, within a few years of of starting my business. And I thought, huh, I wonder why I wanted this. (laughs) Right. And so then I started visioning again. And I mean, the truth of the matter is there's so much uh, work that goes into behind the scenes of having the courage to forge your own path. But there's also so many fellow travelers along the way that can offer support and guidance and, and really connecting in with those folks and you people like you and so many other people that have helped guide me along the way. And I've really turned to for support. I trust myself when I know I need to call in additional support. Right. And, and I know universe always provides, you know, exactly what I need. And so, um, yeah, it's, it's really such a beautiful way to live. And I feel like, especially living on a little island, you know, I get to see it even more uh, concentrated, the contrast between specifically Western culture, you know, and, and it is something that I have uh, over the years just heard from so many people, this feeling of being boxed in, feeling of being handcuffed, feeling of being numb inside, you know, just not connected to the joy and vibrancy of the world. And we all know it when we're living in that space. And and really, it is a simple decision to do something different. You know, I I love, you know, you sharing your experience, because the truth of the matter is, is that, you know, anybody has access to this. 
I mean, it's not that your particular background or education you know, gave you the opportunity. You created that opportunity. You took ownership. You made a decision about believing in something and recognized that there were leaders that were showing you the way. And that's in every, every type of business that we have today. And so, you know, these are great, great insights then. And I thank you for sharing that with us. And just as we're wrapping up, what business are you in today? So that, you know, if people want to follow you um, or in, enjoy, you know, what you do, uh, share with us in a brief minute or two, what business that is and actually how people can find you. Yeah, I would love to. So my holistic health coach training led me uh, to starting my own practice. I started incorporating essential oils into my work with the clients that I was working with and was discovering such profound impact. They were so effective and the oils just really, really spoke and connected not only with me, but also with so many of the people I was working with. I started turning my attention more and more to the oils I found myself aligned with doTERRA, who is the biggest essential oil company in the world, most incredible humanity effort, humanitarian efforts I've ever seen come from a corporation, completely pure, completely potent essential oils. And so now I educate people about how to really take ownership of their health with natural means. So essential oils are definitely included in that. And I incorporate also, of course, our food choices, how we move our body, spiritual connection, relationship happiness. So we take a very holistic approach, but essential oils tend to be the way in for so many people. And so I get to share and play with essential oils all day long, <laughs> which is pretty incredible. Yeah, what I love about what you're doing is, is you're helping two kinds of people, you know, those who want to be healthier. And so you're giving them a resource not only in knowledge, but a product, and especially essential oils, which is phenomenally and, and profoundly effective. And that's all I'm gonna share about that. But you're also helping people build businesses and own their own independence. And, and boy, I think a lot of people would love that kind of independence and with the kind of year that we had last year, but also moving on to the future. You know, what I love about the kind of businesses that, that you are in, is it gives people that opportunity to live the life that they desire. And so how do people actually find you? Thank you um, so much for that. Uh, you can find me, my website is my name, Becky Rue. It's B-E-C-K-I-R-U-H.com. So BeckyRue.com. I'm also on Facebook and I'm also on Instagram, both all with my name. Um, so it's easy to connect with me through my website or any kind of social media platform. That's awesome. So this is part two. And this is about emotional healing. And the truth is, is that, um, as I like to put it, you know, we're human beings. We have to give ourselves permission to be human, you know, with all our faults and our weaknesses. I mean, there's no such thing that, uh, of being perfect. And people are saying, we're per you're perfectly imperfect. And that's just BS. The truth is, is that we have flaws. We have weaknesses. And some of them come from our own traumas. And we've all been traumatized in one way or another, knowingly or unknowingly, with intention or without. And that's not the point. We are victims of misconceptions that we have created ourselves. Yes, with the help of somebody else, perhaps, but everything in life is, has a meaning and the meaning that we give it. And I think what's really important for all of us to recognize, it's never about the event itself, 
but it's the meaning that we give the event. Bottom line is, is that we're hurt, we're traumatized, and emotional healing is necessary. So I'm, I'm excited to hear from Becky, you know, her perspective of, of what that looks like and, and how to go about it, because she is one of those holistic healers with wonderful skills and talents that she can share with you. Yeah, thank you so much for that. I mean, the the truth of the matter is when we're talking about, you know, we were talking about creating our reality and and how powerful as human beings we are to really be able to, to create that. Um, I will say for me, so much of the limiting belief systems that I walked into starting to create my reality, right? I was had this big vision. I had this big plan of how I wanted to help and work with other people, really step into their own power and, and start to trust themselves and their own intuition to guide for the, to their physical healing, their emotional healing, and so on and so forth. And as I started doing that work, layer upon layer upon layer of old limiting belief systems, old thought patterns that were really preventing me from moving forward um, started to arise and started to bubble up. And, you know, we all, like you said, we all have um, some pain in our history, right? Uh, some more than others. Some have had a, a real tremendous amount of, of trauma and emotional um discontent and in really difficult life situations. And the truth of the matter is, no matter where on the spectrum our, our experiences lie, there are things that prevent us from moving forward in that way. And behaviors that repeat, um, that prevent us from growing and to, to really who we're here to be. And so for me, it started you know, I definitely, I tell people a lot of times that my old story is, right? My old story is I was raised by a single mother with a severely mentally ill and addicted father who was um, dangerous at times, to say the least, and had a series of uh, abusive relationships. There was a whole litany right, of things that I attached to in, in my identity as I was coming into adulthood. And the truth of the matter is all of those things, all of those experiences really um, gave me the insight and enough pain to reach out at a certain point and look for support, right? And so, you know, I definitely did a tremendous amount of uh, uh, therapy, counseling with different various uh, counselors. I did some EMDR work with one therapy, uh, one therapist, around specific trauma. I've worked with coaches. I've worked in uh, different, you know, kind of support group communities. I have since my mid twenties been seeking support and healing from those emotional wounds. Now, you know, for some years, definitely there was the bulk of releasing and really starting to understand where, where I came from, why I was in the world, the way I was and really making a decision to um, detach from that identification with that victim, right? Um, but also to learn how to reparent myself in a way that felt supportive and allowed me to have the wings that I needed to go where I needed to go. The, the support people that have come into my life and that I have sought out really are 
to be attributed, in my opinion, with the fact that I'm able to create my reality today, right? And I recognize now when things come up, this is that old little girl. This is that old wounded little girl, right? And I understand that. And I'm, uh, I've been given so many tools over the years to really help me learn how to move through and navigate the world in a different way and a more empowered way that's more aligned with me. And one of the things that... Um, really drives me today is understanding that we as a society don't talk about a lot of our past hurts and our traumas and people are like oh i had a totally normal childhood and everybody thinks everything's completely fine and we just like move forward but the reality of it is there are things that are really preventing us from being able to fully align with who we were put on this earth to be and so talking about the emotional aspect of healing is something very near and dear to my heart because I think it's one of the most powerful places and holds the key to um, kind of next level consciousness for me. Yeah, I, I love just listening to what you're talking about because you know, so often I hear from people, well, you've got it so lucky, right? Not me specifically, but when they talk about other people. And you've got it so lucky and look at this and, and now you're living on an island. And, and the truth is people have no clue, you know, what it took for anyone to get to where they are today. And, you know, what I find is interesting is, is and, and this was my own challenge. And, and I'm going to say this with a little bit of time cheap because I'm, I'm denigrating myself in a little bit. And that's this, is that I've looked at some of the, the biggest movers and shakers on this planet and recognize that a lot of them came from very traumatic backgrounds. And, and they just decided that they weren't just gonna accept or settle the status quo. You know, they're the bad, you know, card, you know, hand of cards that they received. Um, they chose to do something about it, just like you did. And so you acquired the tools, you went out to get the help. You went out and, and first recognized that there was a problem and that you were wanting to do something about it, which got you to where you are today. And you know, one great example, like him or not like him, is, is Tony Robbins. And mm -hmm. when you hear his devastating uh, no, childhood, it's like, whoa. And so where I come in with a little tongue-in-cheek, you know, I had a perfect childhood, one of those, right? I had a perfect childhood. And so I use that against me saying to myself, you know, that's why I'm not so successful, right? By many people's standards, I'm very successful, but I know that I can do so much more. And, and that was my limiting belief that I didn't have all those traumatic experiences. And that's why I'm not or wasn't where I was wanted to be at that time. The truth is, is that we all have the ability to make those decisions ourselves and to do what needs to be done. And the truth is, is that the, those limiting beliefs that you talk about, they, they originated in an immature brain of a child. And, and if you talk about, you know, karma and other lies, then, you know, that's fine too. But the point is, is that in our conscious world, we, we've got this, these experiences and therefore we've created these misconceptions. And that's why I say we were victims of those misconceptions. And it's our work to figure it out. Just like you said, they keep on popping up and that was my old self. And, and I love that, that, that recognition, 
that that person still shows up from time to time, but you've done all the work and, and that's the healing. It's acknowledging who you are, not making it wrong. And, and, and to answer what you said earlier, nobody talks about it because they're ashamed and, and, and then they get judged. You know, no, you know, you know, be okay and give yourself permission to be human and, and grow. Yeah, so much so. And, you know, to me, um, connection and identification, you know, not feeling like we're alone in this is such a huge part of it and kind of normalizing emotional healing, normalizing, you know, people who are really suffering from mental illness and, and varying. I mean, to me, depression, and anxiety in my line of work, I see it almost every day. You know, I'm working with somebody almost every day <clears throat> and it is so commonplace and has become so normalized. And I feel like, you know, there are just so many layers of healing that are available to us. And when it, when we really start taking ownership of that emotional aspect, that's when things change so much and we start to understand really how powerful we are. You know, it's interesting. I'll see your line of work, you know, when you talk about you know, if people are depressed or they have low energy, you know, it, it's also related to, you know, your lifestyle choices, what you eat, what you don't eat, you know, if you're moving, not moving, if you're sleeping or not sleeping. And then all those are a lot of the things that, that you teach. But I'm just kind of curious when it comes to this emotional healing, besides having an optimal, you know, physiology and doing the right things. And, and I know you work with essential oils, which we'll talk about in a second. Again, um, you know, and besides getting the help, you know, seeking out the help from others, you know, is there some particular thing that you did that actually helped you process, you know, those experiences that's, that you would advise somebody to do now? And then when I hear your idea, I'll share with you mine. Yeah, for sure. I, um, like you said, I mean, obviously I sought out support people, which I think is so important. I really believe moving our bodies is key to it too. You know, you mentioned Tony Robbins and, you know, he talks about our physical state so much and, and there is something really to be said about what happens in the physiology of our body when we start moving again. Right. And so that to me and whatever physical uh, capacity individuals can move their bodies to me, that is part of it is to get moving again. That was integral in mine. I started running um, I was actually a smoker. Um, I was overweight. I had a horrible diet. I was on antidepressants, anti-anxiety medication, sleeping pills. I mean, really seriously, when I started my holistic health journey and I started running, I tell people this all the time because I think I was wanting to run away from my life. And running was a very loosely used term. <laughs> like I jogged and walked. But anyway, I started moving my body. And what happened was my brain started actually naturally producing some of those chemicals that it needed and was missing. And so I automatically started supporting myself just through that. That gave me enough energy to care about how I was feeding myself and how I was cooking foods, right? And so it just opened one door after another. The oils, the essential oils um, that I use today to support my physical health and also my emotional health have been some of the strongest, most potent, effective tools I've ever used. 
Um, and they're so beautifully, intuitively guided, you know, how we work with them. My diffuser's on right now. It's always on. I'm always working with oils. Um, it's just a part of my life that's just kind of integrated in very naturally. But the truth is, is there are really grounding oils that can help us calm down if we tend to be super anxious if our mood tends to be depressed or a little bit lower, there are citrus oils we can use to help naturally lift them. So there's so many oils that we can use to help support our emotional um, well-being, And that's been a really, really beautiful gift to me the last five or six years since I've been working with them. You know, it's interesting. And, and I'm going to try to capture everything I want to share with you because you said a whole <laughs> bunch of things. First of all, when it comes to essential oils, besides the fact that they're natural, but it's the scent that's that's critical because it's that direct link with the very first sense that we develop in in an embryo, which is the smell, <clears throat> and it's got the most direct link to the brain and affecting the neural networks within the brain that affects our emotions. And so, having those right kinds of smells uh, is really key with that. But the, the thing that about the exercise, which I think is key, and, and again, understanding that movement is critical to our bodies. You know, we developed over eons based on all the movements that we no longer do. Uh, I think about 100 years ago, uh, I think the average number of, of, of the average minutes per day was about 300 minutes per day that people were moving around, walking around, that kind of stuff. And now people are sitting down sedentary for 12 hours. But what's important about exercise is that it releases those um, endorphins. People know that as like the internal opiates or morphine like products that are mood elevators besides the serotonins, the dopamines and testosterone and all that kind of stuff, which I think is really, really important. The, the final thing that I want to share, and, and that is this for any of those that, you know, want to begin to process, you know, some of the... Um, unsettling thoughts or the confused thoughts or the dissonant thoughts in your head is start journaling. I mean, science clearly shows that journaling is probably one of the most therapeutic processes to be able to dump all that, you know, information, a piece of paper, so that you've got the ability to process. And, you know, as a coach, I instruct my clients in a certain process to do that very, very targeted way to to journal so that they can work out things through through questions and so but i love the fact that you know your your focus is on holistic healing um you know for us to become that best version of ourselves you know we need that holistic healing and i love the fact that you incorporating a business that not only you know offers people products um for with essential oils uh, as well as other educational materials, but you also help people with a business. Mm, so good. It's so, um, to me, I will say this, the emotional healing aspect of it has been one of the most powerful movers. Um, it takes courage. It takes courage and it takes faith and it takes good support people. And we are safe now we are fine, we are in a good place, and we are actually in control of how we choose to go back and look at that information, right, if we need to. And so to me, the biggest recommendation I ever make to people when I start to uncover in our work together that there's some, some serious old trauma or some old emotional wounding is read books, 
advocate for yourself like you would be advocating for your child or your partner or whomever it is that you love so much. Advocate for yourself to that level and you will find the resources and solutions and the support that you need and it will forever change how you walk through this world. So I love what you're saying. And how do people find you? Uh, my website is beckyrue.com. Um, and then also Facebook and Instagram, you can connect with me there. So easy to connect with me for sure. So tell us, I, I love to hear your, your old background of experimenting and playing. I share with you mine. You know, I love being Dennis the Menace. And when I get going, I'm, I'm that real instigator. But what, tell us about your perspective, because this is about your authentic voice to, to help others discover you know, how they can begin to experiment in their own lives, what it takes yeah. to do that, and just to go out and play. I think it's so important. You know, I remember somebody telling me probably 20 years ago, Becky, stop shooting on yourself because I was living in the should. I was living in the, I should do this. I should do this. I should do this. Right. And I, I feel like so many of us do that. You know, we talked about that a couple episodes ago around really just feeling this need to like fit these cultural norms and expectations and societal standards and so on and so forth. And the reality of it is those confines in that box doesn't fit for, we don't fit in that box for a lot of us. Some people do, and they're happy playing and experimenting in that box, I guess, right? I was never one of them. Clearly you are not either. <laughs> um, and I feel like it is just, you know, all of the shoulds can stop. You know, when we learn how, and this is an ongoing lesson for me and learning how to not take myself too seriously. But the truth of the matter is what happens if I fall down and fail? I'll get back up. I'll wipe my knees off and I'll go at it again. Right. And I will be better for it. I will have learned something from it. I will, I mean, there's not a thing in the world, you know, that we can't for real, like we can correct or we can course correct as we need to. And so, you know, I feel like it's so important. We're so serious. There is a lot of serious stuff happening in the world today. I get it. It's hard. There's a lot of difficult stuff. And the reality is, is if we're not out enjoying it and playing in it some, what, wh why are we here? You know, we've been given this big, beautiful universe to explore and to adventure and to go see and do in whatever way feels like it feeds our soul. And I think, you know, both that you and I have a, a real passion for health and helping people um, really take ownership of their own health and well-being. And to me, one of the biggest underliers, I mean, we all know this, you know, is stress stress is a killer. And what we consider fun and play in our culture and in our society oftentimes involves things that aren't that much fun, like aren't really that good for us, right? Everybody's out drinking at the bar and doing whatever. And that's like, you know, that's someone's sense of adventure and play. And to me, learning how to really tap into what brings us joy, whatever that looks like. For me, a lot of my play involves solo time at the beach, right? Really, really quiet. But that's for me. That is playing for me. And so just watching people, you know, and as I was uh, 
health coaching, uh, doing my holistic health coaching uh, at the very, very beginning, I remember working with a woman who taught me this lesson in the greatest way. She said she didn't exercise. We were starting to talk about how she was going to move her body because she wasn't really moving her body. And she said, you know, I just don't enjoy anything. I hate the gym. I don't like this. And I said, what did you like to do as a child? She said, oh, I, I lived at the roller rink. I loved to roller skate. And I was like, when's the last time you had roller skates on? She was like, I'm 42 years old. I can't put roller skates on. And I was like, is there a rule that they're not 42 year olds allowed at the ro roller right. rink? Like, right. right? This woman brought so much joy back into her life. She is a roller blader now. That's the exercise that she found, but she found it by way of tapping back into that child, childlike play. And so to me, it was just to watch this woman's life open back up just to get moving again and to enjoy herself. I was like, right, we need more of that, more play, more fun, more adventure, and not to take ourselves too seriously. Yeah, I think the big issue is, is don't take yourself too seriously. Because <laughs> then, then you really try to conform, you know, with what everybody else is seriously talking about, right? And, and that might be right for them, but certainly not right for you. You know, I love the quote when people say, you know, people stop playing because they're old. The truth is people get old because they stop playing. And I've always looked at it from the perspective of, you know, I'm not settling. I mean, I'm never satisfied. I enjoy what I have. And I recognize that all the things that I've done and, and have acquired, you know, and, and I appreciate all of that. And I know there's a lot more inside of me and I'm constantly looking. And to, to many, many sh people's chagrin, you know, would criticize me for, well, you're never happy enough. He says, no, I'm happy. I just want to see what's next. You know, what else is out there? And, and I realized that um, a very insightful person told me once that, you know, you don't have ADD, you're just multidimensional. And, <laughs> um, and I would say Einstein was that too. I mean, not that I <clears throat> am at his level for sure, but he was multidimensional. He could have complex thoughts about all sorts of different things at the same time. And that's exactly how my brain works. And so my point that I'm getting at is that I'm always searching the world around me and see what else is there to do one thing, and that is to satisfy an innate need in all human beings, and that is, is we are what's called teleological beings. We are searching a target, going for a target, going forward, and requires us to grow to get there. And so the truth is, yeah, life is an experiment of trying things out, getting it wrong, and many times at times until you get it right, and then you go on to the next thing. And have fun doing it. I mean, I work 25 A's. People are like, what? What does that mean? Yeah, 25 A. What does that mean? Well, you know, you know, 24-7. That's yeah, well, I'm playing and working all at the same time and just discovering so much more. And so one thing that, that really got me excited at one point is um, I actually was reading, I think it was Peter DeMantis' book. Um and um, I forget the title of it, but he was talking about um, the exponential entrepreneurs. And their mantra is uh, fail often, fail quickly, and fail forward. So life is that constant experiment. You're testing things out, 
you've got to have the courage to get out there, but make it playful. And I, and I really enjoyed you, know, you sharing that context of, you know, not taking yourself too seriously. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's so, I mean, to me, it's just, it's the way, it's the way to move forward, right? Is that experimentation? We don't know what we don't know until we know it. Right. And, and we don't, I think so many people, what prevents so many people from really that experiential kind of attitude or outlook in life is, you know, fear of what other people are going to think of them. Right. And that all circles back to our initial conversation around creating our own life and doing that emotional healing as well, because there's a certain point in all of our lives where we know what our truth is and we know what we want to be doing and what would be fun for us to explore. And who really cares what anybody else thinks? Like we are all adults now and we all get that now, but that fear still prevents so many people from trying their wings at new things. And so that to me is a huge, has been a huge and beautiful lesson. And it's where some of the most uh, profound growth in my life has come from. You know, and I like what you said, you know, you know, what did you like to do when you were a kid? You know, sometimes I've asked people that question and says, well, I had a terrible childhood. Well, I'm sure a lot of people have a lot of terrible childhoods, but that child probably had some good fun at some point with their just their imagination. And, and I, I've just always been in awe of the imagination of children, such that um, it's my belief that perhaps the best time of our lives is that age between about five and seven, when in our minds, everything was possible. Nothing was impossible. It was just as big as our imagination was uh, available. And we weren't limited by societal norms, because as a five-year-old, you still can get away with a lot. Which is what I did, you know. Remember, I'm, I'm Dennis the Menace, right? And right. so it, it's a cool place to be because it's it just letting your imagination go loose and just filling your heart with joy and happiness that you're just floating on life and doing all the cool things that otherwise you wouldn't. And so um, I think it's really important, as you say, is to just go out and play and, and experiment. And, and you've done a lot of that. For sure. <laughs> the biggest one to date, I think, is this selling my entire existence, right? All of my belongings um, and moving from the States about a year and a half ago to this teeny little beautiful island. And, you know, it's crazy that the life here is so beautiful and people have this like vision of, of what it would be like. And, you know, we don't have dishwashers or ice makers and there's nobody delivering our mail to our house or coming to take our trash away. We can't get 90% of the things you can get in the States here. I mean, it's still a challenge. It's a totally different way of life. And I absolutely love it, you know, and it's taken some, some time to really integrate into it and to get to a place where I'm like, no, this is the life that I choose. I want this simple, beautiful life. But people, when I started talking about moving here, everybody was like, you can't just up and move to an island. And I'm like, well, sure you can. (laughs) I mean, people do it every day, right? And so that was a huge experiment. I'm still experimenting here. I'm still learning what it looks like here. I'm still experimenting with my business. I'm still experimenting with relationship. Like this is 
this is what life is about. This is how I learn. And I think so many of us learn and it takes the shame or the fear of getting it wrong out when you look at it as an experiment. You know, it's interesting. And, and I'm going to say this um, with a little caution, I guess, especially in today's world where everybody is so sensitive about things. And I clearly make a point of not being political or religious or whatever on this platform. But in my own experience, being a Dutch man, um, I feel that the educational system in Holland is tremendous. And, and it's really attuned to the individual potential that people have. And so one thing that I've learned, and, and, and I give a lot of credit to those um, poor souls who are teachers because it, it's so much hard work uh, to do what it is that they do with all the restrictions and limitations um, that <clears throat> surround them. And I'll just leave it at that. But, you know, I learned once um, from a very notable scientists actually that study child psychology is that their view is we stop learning when we go to kindergarten. Because mm -hmm. what happens is, is that um, as a child, growing child, um, they're learning by experimentation. They're learning by making all these associations with things that are coming their way. But once they get put in a box and this is how you need to be and this is how you need to think, then that's almost when that learning stops. And I think by some people, they say, look, um, learning or school prepares you and school and college prepares you to be a teacher or professor at university. Well, school is so much more than that. And I've always believed that our futures is dependent on the education that we give our children. And we need to do a much better job with that, that education, which means you know, giving kids that opportunity to safely experiment with their own brains, their own minds, you know, rather than dictating, this is the way that you need to think. And so, you know, I love what you're sharing about experimenting. I love what you're saying about play, playfulness. I don't claim to have the answers of what people need to do in, in any kind of context of a country or government, but I think you have the answer is you know, give us the freedom to experiment and play and try things out and so that we can find our own guidance and have the courage, and I think this is the key point that I'm getting at, have the courage to step out of our comfort zone so that we really can grow. Absolutely. I could not agree more. <laughs> so truth. So how do people find you? Uh, my website is beckyroo.com. And I'm also on Facebook and Instagram, both with just my name. So please connect with me. I would love to connect with, with anyone who is uh, getting started on their holistic healing path, especially if you're interested in essential oils, um, <clears throat> adventuring, experience experimenting, exploring with oils is one of my favorite ways to experiment and explore. And I love helping guide people down that path. You know, I want to thank you uh, for this mini series and in, in three parts, uh, simply because you and I are on a very similar journey is into helping others get access to their own healing powers so that they can become the best version of, your, of themselves. I mean, we've got close to 7 billion people. I think it's seven, maybe a billion people. I forget the number now. Uh, on this planet and we all deserve our own uniqueness we all deserve our own um our own way of looking at the world 
that that suits us uh, the best. And I think you know f for that to happen, people like yourself and myself uh, need to be able to offer choices to others so that they can navigate what's best for them. You know, at the end of the day, and, and I love you know this this wisdom from the Waita is that there really is only one rule. And that rule is do no harm. Do no harm unto yourself, but also do no harm unto others. And if we can just respect that maxim and then allow people like yourself, myself, and all the other wonderful people that I've had on this platform just to speak their truth, it's up to you whether you choose it or not. Not right, not wrong, or indifferent, but we have to have that ability to hear what other people are saying and offering so that we can make a conscious choice for ourselves and I love the one thing that you're doing, which is it's a beautiful thing with the business that you're doing, is, um, is conscious consumerism. Becoming much more aware and conscious about ourselves when what, we, what we're doing, what we're buying, what we're not buying. Um, because, you know, our planet deserves it and needs it from us, right? Absolutely. All right, Becky, I want to thank you once again. I'm Dr. Bart Rademacher, and this is prescription for your transformation, real people, real conversations, and real success, bringing to you those authentic voices on this platform so that you can decide for yourself, you know, is this true for me as well? Can I relate to this? And is this something that I want to incorporate in my own life? You know, everybody has their own different view and perspective. And that's the beautiful thing about life is that it's exactly that difference that helps us and teaches us to move forward in the way that we didn't know where to go before. So thank you, and I'll be back. Thanks for listening to Dr. Rademacher's Prescription for Transformation. Join Dr. Bart Rademacher live right here on StarWorldWideNetworks.com or on demand 24-7.